I'm Justine. I'm Daniela. And, and welcome, welcome to Zen What, a podcast where we discuss our own personal journeys towards healing and wellness. We're two best friends on a mission to break the stigma around mental health. And we hope that by sharing our stories, you will feel less alone. The, the veil, veil of silence drops with us. Hey, everyone. We're wishing you all the very best. Whether you're thriving or surviving, we're here for you. If you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to Zen What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. So, friend. Hey, friend. (laughs) How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm okay. I'm just a little overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's like the season's changing. Yeah, it's a season thing. Yeah. Um, Just feeling overwhelmed. I feel like a lot is like hanging over my head. What? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I'm just trying to take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be resolved today or tomorrow. Um, I think another thing that's weighing over me is just um, I'm about to hit the one-year mark since I quit my job. So I'm just like trying to reevaluate things. October 15th. Yeah, or like 15th or 16th. It was a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it was a payday Friday, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. sure was. It sure <laughs> yes. was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I miss those days of getting paid, not uh, being in finance. But no, we gotta go celebrate a year. A year. <laughs> Since you, uh, well, absolutely, yeah. that is cause for celebration. True, bro. true. Yes, yeah. October fifteenth, we are setting a date. Mm-hmm. We're doing something crazy. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I know. I'm like low energy today. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. I listened to Kitty Girl on the way here, so I'm high energy. So mm, good. Mm, Get that twirl. <laughs> that's the best song ever. Best song. Oh, I'm so deep in Drag Race and Trixie Mattel life. It's, it's kind of sick. Didn't Trixie do a good job with that 100K? Oh my God, she's everything. Right? I, does she have an internship program? Oh, uh, Sonia? <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. That's so funny. (laughs) How about you? How are you doing? I am doing good. I, too, am a little bit overwhelmed to have on my glasses today Mm -hmm. because I have some eye issues, obviously, 12 days after my insurance ended. And so... Oh, I hate that. (laughs) Right? The worst. But it's fine. I I self-diagnosed. I'm fine. It'll be be fine in a couple days. You're not going to lose the eye. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not going to fall out. Whatever. Um, But just came back from a trip. Yeah. Had a great time. That's good. Um, I am feeling very excited for the plans that you have mm. and by plans i mean cleaning your house oh my gosh See, <laughs> taking vitamins i am like, uh. this is like my everyday routine oh, gosh. oh my god i'm so yeah. excited yeah i know it's like that is hanging over me i'm just gonna take a sip of my green juice and yeah just calm down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i add the seltzer to the green juice yeah. a little kick <laughs> Oh, no. Did I tell you that's Will's lipstick for your life song? No. Sierra. (sighs) Sierra. Right? I was like, this beats automatic, supersonic, hypnotic, funky, fresh. Oh, my God. I was like, that's your lip sync song? Anyway. You better have the moves down. It's a line dance. Yeah. Can you do that? I don't know. Do it like do-si-do instead? Shit. Probably. You better work that out. Again. <laughs> no. I know, but he's a ballroom dancer, though. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's that's so cool. He's the best to go to the club with because he's a, a full time. Oh, wow. Like, that could be his dancer. talent. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. He's wow. going Dancing with the Stars. That's awesome. I know. Watch out for Elizabeth, New Jersey. <laughs> oh, that's a dragon. That's, that's a dragon. dragon. Elizabeth, New Jersey. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that the best name. So regal. <laughs> it's like giving me pageant. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> so pageant. Oh my Aww. God. So shall we get to it? <sighs> yes. Yes, we should. So can we discuss? Yep. This is the segment where we talk about a certain topic that we've been healing through, creating solutions for, growing from, and today's topic is setting boundaries slash people pleasing. People pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is such a good one. I'm very excited to talk about this with you. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about first the root mm-hmm. of why we are people pleasers. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start with these definitions that you have here or do you want me to start? Why don't we talk about, why don't we get to the root of it, of why we're people pleasers first? Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's go for it. I think, personally, that the first thing that comes to my mind of why I am a a healing people pleaser. Healing people (laughs) pleaser. Is because I, it's all out of fear. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think for um, black women, brown women, black femmes, uh, brown femmes, anybody who's of color, mm-hmm. even just women in general, mm-hmm. saying no has mm-hmm. a higher cost mm-hmm. than it would if you were just a white yeah. man. Yeah, right? totally. You're too difficult or mm-hmm. you're a bitch or, mm-hmm. you know, insert whatever adjective you want to. Yeah, that yeah. you've probably been described as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and the stakes are really high, mm-hmm. and um, so it's like you us, feel like you can't say no. You feel like you can't, yeah, because there's too much on the line. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think for you? Um, I think it relates back to self worth, um, especially as I struggled with self love. Mm-hmm. I really relied on other people's validation, mm. and so to say no or to disappoint them in some way, mm-hmm. it felt like it was just a reflection of who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a bad person because mm-hmm. I let this person down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of framing it a different way, like I need to set boundaries to protect myself. This is out of love for myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even for the other person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I very much think that people are not mind readers so it's yeah. really on you to set those boundaries but that can be really difficult and mm-hmm. it can be scary because you just never know how someone is going to respond to you setting a boundary mm-hmm. yes oh wow what yes Woo. <laughs> god just oh getting into god. it <laughs> jeez yes um oh wow Thing. Yeah, I don't want to put other people's business out there, but <laughs> I have some friends who are dealing with that same thing, yeah. and it is that is too part of that threat of you mm-hmm. don't know how the other person's going to react mm-hmm. when you set that boundary up. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So it's almost like you do like a cost benefit analysis. Like, is it mm-hmm. worth it yeah. for you to set that boundary and deal with those repercussions, or yeah. do you just swallow your feelings and push it down mm-hmm. and? Um, keep people happy I guess and right. keep the status quo or whatever yeah yeah that's um part of why I I um think that I was people pleasing as well and still am to be mm-hmm. honest yeah same um it's because <laughs> it's done out of survival more mm-hmm. than anything mm-hmm. um and it's like a desperation to fit in, but also a desperation to like disappear completely. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to call attention to yourself. To yourself in any way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
She, Stay alone. Just get yeah. off my jock. Right. We have here, like, this question. <laughs> does it serve you to people, please? And yeah. I think to a certain extent it does, right? Like, we just yeah. know that sometimes yeah, it, it's, it feels safer mm-hmm. to... Um, not set that boundary to just go with what others want you to do or be. Um, and I think it's also part of like, in some ways, um, it, it allows you to control the narrative around who you are to others, right? Like if mm, you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just do what everyone wants you to do, then it's like the narrative is that you are dependable or mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're reliable. Yeah. Um, that can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really scary when that's kind of the narrative that you've been holding on to about yourself to yeah. just start setting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Do you think, because I think mm-hmm. this is part of it, do you think that our all-girls school education for the length of time that we did it yeah. um, influenced us to be um, more of a, um, I guess, just somebody who just accepts whatever i think you had to follow a lot of rules at that school yeah so you become conditioned to just follow the rules follow the rules you're not trying to shake things up necessarily yeah because you learn that there are real consequences to that yep um i think also going to an all-girls school as much as they were preaching messages about you know female empowerment and uh women leaders and mm-hmm. all of that which is important mm-hmm. um, I did not feel prepared to uh, interact in a like male dominated world yeah right, <laughs> um, right I did not know how to carry myself except just to go with the flow and mm-hmm. to not really fully stand up for myself because I was so afraid of how I would be perceived mm. and um, I was afraid that if I pushed back or if I stood up for myself in certain instances that I wouldn't get ahead in my career. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, finance is heavily male-dominated. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. It's and a certain type of man, too. A very certain <laughs> type of man. Yep. Um, so that was, that's been hard. But um, I think as you get older, you become more sure of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're less willing to people-please. Mm-hmm. And you're less willing to self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. then setting boundaries be- seems more of like a necessary action. Yeah. Yes, exactly. For your own, so that you can keep going. Right. Just like before setting bound, not setting boundaries was like a survival tactic. Right. It's like setting boundaries <laughs> that becomes yes. a survival tactic. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, for sure. you know, what is a boundary? Mm-hmm. Um, and I pulled this definition from a Vogue article, and it's this quote is from Nidra Glover Tawab. She is mm-hmm. a therapist and relationship expert. Okay. Uh, she says that a boundary is a statement of needs or desires that sets the stage for parameters and expectations of how you are to be treated in your relationship with others. Mm. When you set a boundary, you are letting people know what you are and not willing yeah. to accept. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you're drawing a line in the sand of mm-hmm. what is okay with you and not okay with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a very necessary life skill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wish we learned how to do that more. <laughs> I wish the same. I was, I mean, especially for our all-girls school, I think we went through, in the time that we were there, a couple of escandalos, mm. a couple of scandals yeah. that were incredibly well known mm-hmm. in the population of students. Yeah. 
So that's already a message of like, we don't believe you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know I didn't hear that message loud and clear then. Yeah. Looking back at it now, I'm mm-hmm. like, no fucking wonder. <laughs> we all just want to people please. Yeah. Like they didn't even believe us when they said that like lots of weird shit was going down mm-hmm. and everybody knew and mm-hmm. like. I don't know. and It just doesn't sit well with you. It now. really doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. All the black at and brown at and blah, blah, blah at whatever private school insert here is also um, really telling the story of people pleasing for a lot of girls mm-hmm. who went to those types of schools. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're not rich. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was what was really sad about those Instagram accounts is mm-hmm. that children were just sitting with these really heavy things yeah yeah and even if you did tell an adult that adult didn't necessarily necessarily take it seriously right right and so i guess the message from that is that your feelings don't really matter yeah your boundary is no yeah, is it's invisible. irrelevant yeah so yeah. why even set one when it's so difficult to do that right right like why right. even bother yeah um, or you can't set a boundary you have to leave the table yeah, it's like I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you know? Jesus. Oh, my God. So it is, um, I think there's a lot at play mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, become growing up to being a people-pleasing type of person. But yeah. I think those factors that we have in common mm-hmm. really shaped yeah. how we act, um, especially during, like, college and early 20s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, and so I think, again, like, Setting boundaries is really important, and I think it's also a way to achieve mental health. Yeah. Um, because you're no longer self-sacrificing mm-hmm. or self-abandoning. Like, you mm-hmm. are standing firm in what you believe and what you need. And you kind of have to get to a place where um, you accept that you can't control how others perceive you mm-hmm. or how they're going to react to you setting a boundary. Like, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. very much a reflection on them and not you mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so I think it's also important to acknowledge the feelings that do come up when you set a boundary mm. like do you feel guilt or shame yeah. which I certainly do Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to get curious like mm-hmm. how can you show up for yourself during these really tough or uncomfortable moments mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because again setting boundaries is such an important life skill yeah yeah it is especially because um, I feel like the world is full of like either people pleasers or narcissists yeah. you know it can don't be you very feel, black and white doesn't yeah. it feel that way sometimes yeah, i know and even when i was on the plane um this weekend and people were just like pushing their seats back and just like I spreading know. their legs it's open like they don't give a fuck i'm like yo we are on a mega bus mm-hmm. flying in the air yeah. why are you pushing your seat back and you're yeah. six foot eight pushing your seat back like what are you doing but right. that's because i wouldn't do it with my little five three self my little short legs yeah but i'm tall and i wouldn't even do that <laughs> no, I, know. I will just try to make myself really small yes figuratively and yes. literally yes yes <sighs> but it just it feels like that it can feel like there's just two different types of people in the world but really you can through setting boundaries um as you said, really achieve a sort of inner peace so mm-hmm. that you don't have to yeah. sit in those two boxes. Mm-hmm. And you lose a lot of resentment, not just towards mm-hmm. others, but towards yourself. Because mm. what I found is that, you know, before when I wouldn't set boundaries, I would get really upset with the other person because, like, mm-hmm. you know, they were 
crossing a boundary that they did not know existed because I didn't set it. But I would just feel really not just resentful towards them, but also mm-hmm. towards myself. Like I can't even stand up for myself. Yeah. Like I just let yeah. people walk all over me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think also setting boundaries is a way to build self-trust. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, even when you don't set a boundary, the other person reacts in a way that is best for them. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, what about me? Yeah. Sometimes, mm-hmm. which um, at that point, that all falls on you. Yeah. That's your fault at that point. It feels like it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would say it wasn't until therapy that I realized that a lot of people's behavior towards you or mm-hmm. reactions is more, it has like nothing to do with you. It is yeah. more a reflection of themselves, right. what they're going through and right. what they're feeling and thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it can really be hard to separate the two and to not take it so personally, mm-hmm. um, especially when you are a people pleaser, when you're not getting that mm-hmm. reaction, like that positive validation Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it can feel like you're failing in some way so definitely Mm. (sighs) (laughs) i love when we sigh at the same time like waiting to exhale (laughs) oh my god i'm putting that as a title (laughs) oh my god i'm putting this as an option um shall we keep it 100 i think we should yes Um, Keep It 100 is when we update you guys on some growth and progress on our goals and achievements on this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I know that setting boundaries and people-pleasing in various different areas can look very different, right? At work, family, uh, love life, Mm -hmm. friends, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Where do you think you've made the most progress? Uh, let me start. Let me start with how I think okay, you have perfect, made the most progress. Perfect, perfect. So I think. Let me think about that. I think you have made the most progress oh, okay. with work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. Yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> no question. Um, I feel like you um, really not only setting up like um, not just being like when I quit and throwing your laptop out the window, right? <laughs> Which would feel phenomenal yeah. for thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, but you explaining exactly why you quit, what the problems were at your previous employer, um, and then leaving because there was a boundary. It's it's a yes or no, mm-hmm. right? It's a will I let this run me ragged mm-hmm. or will I live my life? Yeah. Regardless of if you have something lined up or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then even working with you now, mm-hmm. you... Um, even have better boundaries than Natasha and I do about like rest, when to record, mm-hmm. what to record, <laughs> like outlines, yeah. a season, yeah, yeah. limited amount of episodes, yeah. a calendar. Like yeah. you have. I did not quit finance and just like repeat the pattern <laughs> yes. elsewhere. Yes. No. <laughs> Celebrating ourselves. Like you have, you have um, like this really great already internal structure Mm -hmm. that you're putting into into this work yeah um and so that's where i think you've made the most the most progress Mm -hmm. in like the least amount of time yeah what about you what do you think yeah no i i completely agree um i mean don't get me wrong like it was it's 
especially because I was such a people pleaser, it mm-hmm. was really hard for me to set boundaries, regardless if it was yeah. work, friends, mm-hmm. friendships, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think for me, setting boundaries with work was almost the easiest um, because my mental health was at stake. And my mm-hmm. mental health is mm-hmm. so important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that, um, like, before covid i remember like i wouldn't even really make doctor's appointments because i didn't want to take time for miss work. work i didn't want to miss work which yeah. sounds nuts to me yeah. like i wasn't prioritizing my well-being mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i was prioritizing everything else mm-hmm. um so during covid like for many people working from home was a huge adjustment for me yeah and mm-hmm. i remember at a certain point during quarantine the topic of promotions came up Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, we had, I had had discussions with my boss about this before, mm-hmm. you know, I knew what I needed to do in order to get promoted. And that meant, you know, more responsibilities, yeah. stepping up more, dealing uh, with more and, you know, interacting more with clients, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was like, I don't care <laughs> <laughs> because I am feeling like I am losing myself being trapped in these four walls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like this doesn't matter to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how it looks because mm-hmm. I am really, really struggling. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be really upfront with my boss. Like I was just very clear with her in terms mm-hmm. of setting those expectations. I said to her, you know, my mental health is my number one priority right now. And mm-hmm. I cannot focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot make getting promoted my number one priority. Like I am not looking to add on more responsibilities. I don't want to take on more clients. Like mm-hmm. I am really struggling here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to her credit, like she was very receptive to that. Mm-hmm. She, you know, I think, um, I think she respected my candor and mm-hmm. that I was willing to have those conversations because I think, especially in the workplace, people tend to shy away from that yeah. because you feel like you need to constantly be the go-to person mm-hmm. or because, you know, there is money and career growth at stake, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I needed to do what was best for me. And it was definitely setting that boundary yeah. and ultimately it was quitting my job when a lot of people told me it was a bad idea. Oh my like, God. Uh, only you personally can know what's best for you. Yes. And I yeah. knew that that was the best decision for me, no matter what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think when it comes to setting boundaries, like I had to get to a point of acceptance. Like yeah. not everyone is going to understand it. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to react well, mm-hmm. you know, when you set a boundary mm-hmm. and that can be hard and it can feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's like, can I give myself what I'm looking for others to give to me? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, and so setting boundaries, like, especially when it comes to, it comes to setting boundaries with loved ones, like I am yeah. still very much a work in progress mm-hmm. and I still find it very difficult to yeah. set those boundaries and have those Same. honest conversations. Yeah. Because I don't want to let anyone down still. Same. Same, same. Yeah. But I certainly don't want to let myself down. Like, right. that's a bigger priority for me now. Yeah. Is just showing up for myself. Which is incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. like a 180. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I cannot say that. Yeah. I cannot say that my mental and physical health is number one mm-hmm. in my life right now. Yeah. Definitely can't. Mm-hmm. Can't say that. Um, and 
setting boundaries. Even these work stories are really, they really resonate with me. Um, Because I too was um, around the time of promotions, around like April, May-ish. And I was not promoted Mm -hmm. at the time. And... That I was just hard. that was hard. Yeah, that was a rough day. Yeah. Even though I knew I was gonna quit, still you that felt was like it was a reflection hard. of your work product. Yes, and like you as a person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, the more that I learn, even about being an entrepreneur, about leading other people, about all these other things, yeah. really, what it is is that people um, who are in positions of power in leadership in companies that are growing very, very quickly and prioritize nepotism Mm. over anything else, you're going to feel like this all the time because they need people who they feel like have no reputation to take the grunt work. Mm -hmm. And the people who they want to keep their reputation solid and pristine, they're going to promote. And that is, at the end of the day, when you're working for a white man and you're a black woman... That's just kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, I think, why so many people across the country in the past year have quit. Yeah. Um, Because they realize that not only is this not worth it when I'm in the office, Mm -hmm. this also isn't worth it when I'm sitting at home comfortable, Mm -hmm. not even having to dress up or commute. This still is not worth it. Yeah. I feel like especially in this day and age where you're like reachable 24-7. Yes. <laughs> which yes. is the worst. It's like you really have to set that. Work-life balance is bullshit. Like you oh, need yeah. To, you need to create that balance, right? Like your right. employer is not going to set that for you. Mm-hmm. And that starts with setting those boundaries. Right. Like, you know what? It's um, 5 o'clock. I got to go. Like I'm yeah. going to go pick up my kid or um, I'm taking a gym class. Like it, yeah. it doesn't matter what the reason is, but you're setting that boundary. Yep. Yep. It's hard, oh my though. gosh. It is hard. <laughs> and I do, I have told you guys before, balance is a lie is my favorite phrase in all of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and putting up boundaries on your work, on your partner, on your family yeah. are those things that makes that balance that can be um, completely, like, <laughs> completely out of your reach mm-hmm. a little bit more attainable. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like I'm having especially in this new entrepreneur life, I'm having a hard time setting boundaries with self. I'm having a hard time setting boundaries with family. Mm -hmm. I'm having, I had a really hard time in the beginning of my relationship setting boundaries with him. That was really hard. New relationships are hard to navigate. Yeah. Because there's a lot of unknown. That's a lot of working things out. Yep. Yep. Um, And with work now it's like a whole different ball game it's like fine now mm-hmm. um it just is like not letting the work run me ragged basically yeah um yeah but so that's the one that is in the best place mm-hmm. not even i say that i've made the most progress it's just, it's in, just the in the best, best spot yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i'm definitely still working on it maybe this will be my word for 2022 what's well, the word boundaries boundaries get it girl it might get be that twirl. I- <laughs> That's another thing I just said boundaries with drag content. Oh my god. I absorb too much and I say words like lesbianism <laughs> and crazy things that they say that I've adopted into my vernacular that oh I don't god. need to do. Um Yeah, but definitely still a work in progress here. Would love to talk more about boundary setting with family next season. Mm-hmm. Because I think that one is like always ugly. Yeah. 
Right? Yeah. Isn't it always terrible? I gotta be careful. My family listens to this. Podcast. I know. Same. Yeah. yeah. But it's always. Love you guys. Uh, yeah. Love you guys. Yeah. Both. I love her family too. Yes. But it's always hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love to approach that next season. But for now, we'll, we'll, should we stretch our souls? Well, I wanted to ask you before we oh, get there. Yes. Tell because me. You said that, um, like your mental health, your phys- physical well-being is not a top priority for you. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. Like you're juggling so much. You're yeah. um, trying to grow this business mm-hmm. and everything. But I'm curious, like, how do you think you would make that a priority for yourself? Like, so how would you get there? I'm trying to get there in the way that I'm changing my thought patterns, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I say that my physical health and mental health is not a priority because I self-sabotage so mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Even. I'll take an example of this morning. Okay. Um, because you guys, um, may know, may not know, me and Natasha pick words every year. My word this year was health. Mm -hmm. However, the first half of this year, that had to go out the fucking window because I was working like a donkey, right? In the, in the Oregon Trail. So. Oh my God. Gotta be careful. You said dysentery. And just fall down dead. So. Um, trying and attempting to make that a priority has been incredibly difficult due to my negative thought pattern. Yeah. So I'll take this morning, for example, I was supposed to go to kickboxing class at nine o'clock. Yesterday, um, I ate, uh, a Bojangles sausage biscuit, which anybody who goes, has Bojangles anywhere near them, just go on behalf of me because, <laughs> woo, in Atlanta. Yeah, sure was okay. in that airport. Ooh, oh my the God. Guy at the airport? They got it at the airport. And you know I checked ahead of time a gate to see if it was in there. That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because we didn't make it to Waffle House. We got to hit one of them. Yeah, seriously. Why did you go to Atlanta? Why did you even go to the South? So I had a Bojangles sausage biscuit. Then I had another Bojangles biscuit. And then I had two protein waffles the entire day. So I woke up this morning. I was a little hungry. Yeah. I was a little tired. Yeah. Um, and I beat myself up for probably an hour while also trying to distract myself from that thought pattern while scrolling on TikTok to see what my even um, morning routine should be to be inspired to get out the bed. Yeah. That is so convoluted. Yeah. It's a lot. A lot. Of- <laughs> like your mind's going a mile a minute right now oh it's wild Daniela. it is wild Mm -hmm. and i'm so used to being overworked overtired that it to slow down is kind of scary yeah yeah for sure really scared to slow down to feel my feelings to Mm -hmm. uh change my negative self-talk to um focus on getting out of the bed what am what am i gonna do next and being my own boss is a lot for me to wrap my mind around so that's why I say that my physical and mental mm-hmm. health are not priority. Mm-hmm. Now, I told you earlier, I have therapy for yes. the 12th time in my life, mm-hmm. but it's needed mm-hmm. on Thursday. Very yeah, excited. Very exciting. I have a black woman therapist. We're going to see how so this important. goes. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'll be updating you guys on that, obviously. But um, yeah, so I, I hope that in the next you know, quarter of the year in the last half or quarter mm-hmm. of the year that I'll be able to figure some stuff out. Yeah. I mean, you're on the journey. Like, Thanks. regardless of whether or not 
you know, things work out with this therapist or if you did or did not see this therapist. Um, yeah. Like even the fact that you said that you are more cognizant of your thinking pattern and mm. being more in tune with the negative thinking, like that in and of itself is huge, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's growth. Um, Thanks. Yeah. It's yes. hard, friend. Yeah. <laughs> Life is hard. It's so hard. Because I woke up this morning, I was like, I'm supposed to be with John. Kicking that bag. <laughs> Punching that bag. Yeah. I'm supposed to be there. I laid out my outfit and everything. Whatever. You'll get him next time. I'll just get him. Maybe even tomorrow. Like, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... So shall we? Shall yes. we move on to soul stress? Yes, I think we should before I, I go another tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so soul stretch solutions and resources on how to heal and start our start the journey on what we have discussed. So this is all to help you guys out. You have some great ones. Yeah. Do you want to start with yours or? Sure. I think soul stretch for setting boundaries number one thing is to be Mm self-aware so i would start to even do some of those like free tests on like your Mm myers-briggs do a test on like all those personality quizzes and shit to really understand your actual thought patterns Mm and um kind of understand on a basic level who you are because you may think that you're like Oh, you're so weird. You're so different. You're so that. You're not. Yeah. Guess what? You're not. Everyone is weird, though. Everyone. (laughs) There's only eight different types of people in the world, basically. (laughs) So just deal with it and find out which one of the eight you are. Mm -hmm. And it will help you um, in your further decision making. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some books that I've read that definitely help. Um, I would say the attachment. I was gonna say you love that book. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a really good one. Mm -hmm. It'll help you understand more of who you are. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because I think I do think that's the first step. In understanding like people pleasing and why you do it and who you are and stuff like that. Um, So those are really my tips because I'm not really good at this one. So that's why I'm outsourcing help from (laughs) therapy. So I don't have too much to add in the soul stretch. And that's that's totally valid, right? Like that's why one of the reasons why therapy is so great because you Mm -hmm. do get help with some of these necessary life skills. You are going to learn more about yourself. You are going to learn, you know, how to set boundaries. Maybe you don't, get it right off the bat but like you start Mm -hmm. thinking about like what it would feel like or what it would Mm -hmm. look like if you did set boundaries Mm -hmm. and it becomes more of like this thing that's possible and within your reach Mm -hmm. so as always i always encourage therapy yep but you know i understand that therapy is not for everyone yeah right right Mm -hmm. right yeah exactly um some of the things that i have down here um in the soul stretch segment uh, there was this, I read Untamed by Glennon Doyle during, um, oh, yeah. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And this was when I first started thinking about possibly quitting my job. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, wow, I was kind of inspired by some of the things that she wrote about in her book. Mm-hmm. And, um, in Untamed, she also talks about this inner knowing and this knowing is something you feel it's your intuition, your gut, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it can be really easy to forget how to trust or listen to that knowing, to that voice, mm-hmm. because you become so focused on pleasing others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you ignore that feeling. Um, yeah. And in one chapter of her book, she says, she gives um, advice to her young daughter, and she says, every time you're given a choice between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself, 
Your duty is to disappoint that someone else. Your job Mm -hmm. throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. Her daughter uh, asks, even you? And Glennon replies, especially me. Mm -hmm. And that was so powerful to me. Yeah. Um, Especially... As I, you know, I'm someone who struggles with setting boundaries, especially with family members and and close friends. Mm -hmm. Um, That was like a turning point. It was, it kind of normalized this idea of like, wait, so I should put my own feelings Mm -hmm. ahead of others. Because Mm -hmm. I think for so long, I viewed that as like selfish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not, it's Mm -hmm. self-preservation. And so, you know, even after I read that quote, it made me think like, who would we be if we had heard that advice as young women? Yo, you know, don't you think about that all the time? Or even if our mothers were allowed yeah. to do that, mm-hmm. how differently we would have become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I definitely recommend that book for anyone um, yeah. who is, she talks a lot about, you know, the title is called Un- Untamed and she talks a lot about how people are put in cages. They're, these cages are these expectations of who you're supposed to be and how mm-hmm. you're supposed to behave and, mm-hmm. you know, how you should conform to societal expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just a very interesting and um, personal read. So mm-hmm. check that out. And think about also how you could not exactly disappoint others, but maybe just skirt around it, maybe sneak around it. Mm-hmm. When I was working corporate, when I had something to do and had to sit on Slack, what would I do? Put that laptop up with a fireplace of 12 hours, put it on mute, mm-hmm. keep it going so it looks like I'm green on Slack, and then do whatever I got to do. Go to the yeah. dentist or whatever I got to do. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. Think about ways that you can sneak around because yeah. sometimes the answer or, um, like, the the kind of plausible solution is not just like, I have to say no because of my feelings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have bills due and you have things to do and you can't do it. Mm-hmm. But think about how you can sneak around it because everybody else is sneaking around. Oh, yeah. So well, when it comes to the man, definitely stick it to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, I talk a lot about the fact that I follow a lot of um, therapists on Instagram mm-hmm. or, you know, a lot of wellness accounts. Um, and there are two people here that I'm going to highlight. One of them is Dr. Marielle Buque. She mm-hmm. has a PhD in counseling psychology from Columbia. Um, I follow her on Instagram and her handle is at dr.marielbuque. Um, Mm -hmm. And here are a few quotes that um, really resonated with me. So she tweets, in relationships, you don't always have to be the quote unquote bigger person. If that means suppressing your true feelings about a situation, sometimes being the bigger person means showing authentically how you feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a very powerful statement. Mm -hmm. I think um, what it means to me too is that when you like yeah to her point it's like you can be the bigger person by showing how you really feel and I think it opens the door for others to also be mm-hmm. authentic in how they feel mm-hmm. and I think it creates a real honest dialogue which is so important um, in life you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Um, I think transparency is really I'm really big on that but yeah you know, I know it can be hard to especially like expressing your feelings yeah um, like for me, I kind of toe the line between like how can I express how I feel without getting so wrapped up in my own emotions about it. You mm, know what I mean? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Even 
if the emotions are gone. Yeah. Right? Like, how to even express how you feel overwhelmed or what you feel Mm -hmm. overwhelmed about or why, Mm -hmm. even if it's something um, like that you quote-unquote should be Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. right or even that you are currently doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) half-ass how to express that um you're having a hard time yeah yeah totally um another quote of hers is um being misunderstood is also a part of your healing journey Mm -hmm. not everyone will get why you're transforming into a new person of you and that's Mm -hmm. okay heal anyways yep. the right people will understand yep and that also really resonated with me mm-hmm. um like i mentioned i follow a lot of like wellness accounts and that's something that i've you know come across time and time again in different accounts and also mm-hmm. from own, my own personal experiences is that once you start setting boundaries or um you know like as you heal you mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. sometimes people are not ready to deal with the new you mm-hmm. this person mm-hmm. that is setting those boundaries that is standing up for themselves mm-hmm. um that is pushing back yeah. and you kind of again have to get to that place of acceptance where mm-hmm. it's not it's no longer your problem mm-hmm. um does that mean it doesn't hurt no of course it hurts it hurts to yeah. feel misunderstood yeah especially by people that you love and respect mm-hmm. but Again, I think I would rather be honest with myself and with mm-hmm. others and not let myself down mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of continuous continuing to betray myself in some way. Right, right. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely uh, um, hits. <laughs> it hits. I, um, I, I feel like when you set a boundary with somebody that you love mm-hmm. who is not used to you healing or they're not being accepting of mm-hmm. who you are, etc., it feels as though their love is conditional. Yeah. And depending on the person, it that can be. hurt. It could, first <laughs> it could of all, it could be yeah. conditional, yeah, first be. of all. Yeah. And second of all, if it's somebody like, you know, your wife, your husband, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, it could feel extremely hurtful. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, but to push on because you are doing what's best really for the both of you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think in those moments, that's when it becomes crucial for you to show up for yourself and to like yeah. acknowledge that, yeah, this, this is really painful. Yeah. And I was really expecting this person to respond a different way or mm-hmm. to show up for me in a different way. Mm-hmm. And they're not, mm-hmm. and I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. And like, how do I carry that disappointment, mm-hmm. you know, without mm-hmm. it just like derailing my whole life. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I think you, mm-hmm. I think also part of my own healing journey has been making space for really uncomfortable emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for so long, I just avoided that altogether mm. and it amounted to me struggling with anxiety, me yeah. struggling with depression. Yeah. Like yeah. those feelings don't go away. They yep. just build and build and build. And it feels like you're carrying the world on your shoulders. Or they manifest, right? Or they manifest. You're sitting on the couch, you're, wa- you're watching lemonade, you're eating Taco Bell, <laughs> and you're sobbing, crying, and it's Wednesday afternoon. Yo, you don't know what's going on. Why are you on. calling me out? <laughs> why are you calling me out? <laughs> it's a combination of both of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like real Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, someone comes home or somebody calls you, why are you crying? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. god. That's part of it. It's part of it. It's totally part of it. Um, 
And then another person I follow on Instagram, her name is Tori Aletto. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist. Her Instagram handle is New York Therapist. And in one post, she talks specifically about boundaries. And the question is, like, does setting boundaries ever really get easier? Mm. And she writes, the discomfort may never go away, but the way we relate to it changes. When we choose discomfort over just having to deal with something we are not okay with, we start to value the discomfort as the path towards our truth. Mm -hmm. We recognize it's uncomfortable, but we don't define the discomfort as wrong. Mm. Damn. Yeah, that completely resonates with me. Yeah, sorry. And she writes further, quote, I don't mm-hmm. think the discomfort ever fully goes away. We just start to accept it as part of the ride. We accept it as the only way to create safety. Mm-hmm. We accept that the alternative alternative of sucking it up and being resentful just doesn't work for us anymore. Mm-hmm. So we feel the discomfort and honor it and set those boundaries in any way, mm-hmm. end quote. And so, like, that for me, in a nutshell, is, like, what I've been trying to grapple with as I set boundaries like I think for me it's come to a point where I'm no longer willing to accept the alternative right Mm. like I'm no longer willing to Mm self-sabotage or to discredit my own feelings Mm -hmm. I'm no longer willing to play small Mm -hmm. or to shrink myself Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean I don't struggle or that it's not uncomfortable yeah Um, Mm -hmm. but you know you kind of just accept that that is how it is and you make space for it. Yeah. And you don't let that stop you from, you know, setting those boundaries or yeah. put or to, or putting yourself first, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a boundary that you set with yourself. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. this is, this is definitive. This is a yes or a no. This is a life or a death. This is a mm-hmm. like out of the question. Yeah. And that makes me think of another thing, like um, going back to when we started that uh, wellness challenge when we first uh, oh, started yeah. Instagram. Yeah, one it was a seven day challenge, and one of the day's challenges was um, saying no to one thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think if you're struggling with setting boundaries with others. Mm-hmm. or setting boundaries at work, mm-hmm. um, maybe a helpful place to start is setting boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a hundred and a million <laughs> things on your to-do list, mm-hmm. say no to one thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get it all done, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. sometimes you need to prioritize your own, or I think, ideally, you would prioritize your own mental, physical, spiritual well-being. Yeah. But it has to be you have to be really conscious of that. Like it takes practice Mm -hmm. at first, especially when you're so used to not doing that and not prioritizing that. Right. Um, Yes. And think about that for sure. Think about too, how many things you can realistically do well in a day mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, if you did 10 things half ass, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel bad. Yeah. Even though they somewhat got done sort of kind of, you're still going to feel bad. Yeah. There are, um, Definitely ways you can do this on a Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. See if you can make your bed, go to an exercise class, drink uh, three liters of water, and um, say uh, three positive thoughts in your gratitude journal. See if you can get that to-do list done. And if you can get four things done a day, that's your limit. That's your boundary. Do Mm -hmm. four things. Yeah. 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 And, like, I guess that also just goes back to... Figuring out who you are, and yeah, what your, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. limits are, and mm-hmm. what your abilities are. Um, 
And that's why all of this is very much a journey and a lesson on like who you are as a person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what you value. Yep. Yep. For sure. Wow. Oh, man. That was quite a lot. It was. God <laughs> damn. Can we please talk about Eric Jane? Yes, let's move on to Bravo-ish. Bravo-ish. <laughs> this is uh, the segment where we talk about pop culture, mm-hmm. the reality TV we're watching for the week, and oftentimes, specifically, the Bravo shows <laughs> we love. Um, mm-hmm. So do we want to do a little recap of last week's Beverly Hills? Yes, please. Or do you want to get sued? <laughs> 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 you want to talk about boundaries? Yeah. Oh my Ooh, Miss Sutton said, "Nope, not today. I'm out of here." Thank you. I'm disengaging. I'm not engaging. Are you serious? I feel like this season of Beverly Hills, there's so many details that we're. I want to see like all hours of filming. Yes. You know, yes. I feel like we're missing these little things mm-hmm. that are imperative to the story, mm-hmm. like Sutton. Uh, offering Erica money. Yeah. That is like, that. that's a missing piece that we really need context for. For the first time ever, I wish I was like an attorney um, <laughs> fighting for the victim so I could like watch all of this footage. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. Be part of the discovery process. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Erica is, is wilding out to me. I mean, she, <laughs> she's not threatening people. She's delivering promises. That's she's what coming she said. for you. That's what she said. I don't know with what, girl. <laughs> what? I don't know with that dog. Oh, I, that's literally what I was thinking. Right? Yeah. Just Tiago. Tiago. What's his name? Tiago. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. But I loved Kathy's reaction to me Erica too. saying, I'm really going to lose my shit on all of you. Yeah. Because normally when someone says calm down, Mm -hmm. especially when you are anything but calm, like I find that to be very triggering and it Mm. typically makes me want to like escalate a little further. Mm. But somehow her saying that, like it just, it did make me feel calm. Like she just had a very Mm -hmm. calm voice, even like her hand motions. It was like Mm -hmm. she was bringing, she was trying to bring serenity into that room. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, she's the richest. She's and Erica is fully aware and yeah, uses that. Yes. yes. There is a pecking order. Yes. So she needs to come correct with Kathy. Exactly. Because yeah. Kathy's maybe, you know, two, three years older than Erica. Mm-hmm. And is still like, oh, no, 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 no. What you're not going to do is that in my house. In front of my butler. Yeah. This, is what, this is what you're not going to do, girl. My French butler? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> also, I love how optimistic Kathy is. You know, she's very Pollyanna. She's like, oh, well, you know, at least there's more leftovers Jesus. for me. And oh, my God. All I can think of is, like, how does caviar pie hold up the next oh, day? You oh, know? my God. Yeah, I can't even fathom how caviar would. Do you yeah. eat a uh, cold out the fridge? I, I, I don't understand. I Even caviar pie, like, what? Right? Is what, that, like, cold pizza? What else is in it? What else is in it? Bro? I know. It's is it, like, just, a quiche? Right? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I, I did not inspect it well enough, and oh I'm God. too poor to even That's comprehend what... I don't... <laughs> oh, no. I don't even want to know. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, Kyle's the worst. She's the worst, for Kyle sure. Kyle is the worst. She stays talking shit about people behind mm-hmm. their back, stays mm-hmm. asking mad questions. Mm-hmm. This is what's wrong with the real quiet ones mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. And the interviewers on the show. Mm-hmm. Don't be doing all this 
oh, well, what do you think? Oh, what do you think? And then, mm-hmm. and then go to a dinner and say, well, she said, mm-hmm. that, don't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think Kyle played it all wrong. And this is yeah. the issue when you go for the Queen Bee, a.k.a. Lisa Vanderpump. Um, it is now very, very clear that you, Kyle, are the puppet master. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> maybe you are Bobby Fischer, uh, and you did not plan these steps uh, that well. No. Because it's very, very apparent how hypocritical you're coming off as. Yeah. Um, you're not coming off as a good friend to Sutton, or to Erica, yeah. for that matter, because nope. you're talking mad shit. Yeah. And you're not saying it to her face. Yeah. So, I am... I cannot wait for the reunion, honestly. Me either. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yes. Oh, we said it last week about New York. Oh yeah. That, I, well, they I have guess a date at least. I guess we'll see they the reunion. Halloween. Not the reunion. That is wild to me. And I want yes. more answers behind that because it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. Me too. Me too. <laughs> like, did the women all get therapy to be in the same room together? Like, what is the issue? I, I don't. Do know. they really hate Ebony that much? Like, I don't get it. Does Ebony hate them? Yeah. Does Ebony hate them? Does Leah was? Say, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh man. Many questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Back to Beverly Hills. Um, yeah. I mean. I guess the other two things that caught my attention was, um, one was PK, the Yo, fact that he was making some goddamn PK sense for once. Out here, he's like how we feel about Robin's kids on Potomac. <laughs> That's how I feel about PK this season. He's Wild. making so much sense. Yeah, he is. Clear as day. Yeah. yeah. Laid it out. Yep. He needs, someone get him a diamond ASAP because. <laughs> someone get this man a Cartier yeah. love bracelet. Yeah. Stat. Points were made. Points yes. Were made. Um, and the biggest question, you know, that he raised is like, why hasn't she said more about the victims? Like, yeah. Why isn't she more outraged? She yeah. has way more energy defending Tom than yeah. she does standing mm-hmm. up for these victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think she really thinks about them that much. I don't think so either. Cause I think she knew. She knew. But what. I love that he said was that his Tom's health is in question, not the stuff he did. Mm-hmm. Right? right, the stuff he did happened. That's alleged, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not alleged. Yeah, not alleged. Yeah, not alleged. And that is true. Not, yeah. Um, which I love that he pointed that out. I would love it if this is an in-person reunion. I can't wait for mm, him to be sitting behind the Seriously. Dorit oh my gosh. And talk all that shit right to Erica's face because you know he will. He would. Yeah. He has no issue because mm-hmm. he's sitting here on TV eating whatever. <laughs> always. <laughs> always just literally doing whatever mm-hmm. in the same... I feel like he's in the same outfit every single season. Probably. Yeah. He looks like Frank Ocean at the Met Gala last year. Oh he just has gosh. on his white t-shirt, maybe a Dickies <laughs> jacket, you know what I'm saying? And just looks about regular. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. PK was great this episode. Very much. Yeah. Um, and love Garcelle. Love her dinner party. I thought that was great. I know. Sac passe. Sac passe. Napula. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, Lisa just showed her ass. She was Always. like, can she- you get any whiter? Oh my, my God. God. You don't even need seafood? Seriously. Jesus. What? <laughs> I'm I'm so over her and her amnesia. And I know and her amnesia. She's so annoying. I I don't know how you feel about this, but I I kind of hope this is her last season. Because really, yeah, you're sick of the act. You know what? If you can't be consistent and being the meddler every season, <laughs> if you're gonna choose sides and you're gonna 
you stand up for Erica, like, nah. Yeah. That's not the time. Yeah. That's not the time to, yeah. you know, not stir the pot. Yeah. Or ask the pertinent questions. Like, right. she's just, I, I can't with her. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Potomac. Potomac. Um, which was, I thought, a little boring this go around. I think there, we're starting to get to the point where I'm like, okay, this is a COVID season mm-hmm. you know like yeah. you guys are really sitting on poofs with the flower crowns on like yeah. really um oh my gosh. but i love the way robin was sitting on that chair i was like is she giving birth right now like what is she doing robin was moving yeah she, she was, was very uncomfortable yeah, she, <laughs> she was like, over it <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh my god um yeah candace like in the beginning where she said she didn't body shame ashley yes I'm like, you did then what is calling <laughs> some like you Straight up went after her body and her face. Like, yeah, yeah. You said she was wide bodied. Okay, whatever. And then mm-hmm. you said she, her like her big forehead. Her big forehead. She stays on her milkmaid. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Like, it's just she's another one like Wendy, where she thinks she looks one way, mm-hmm. but really she's she doesn't. Wrong, yeah. yeah. Like, is it funny in your confessionals when you're being shady? Absolutely. Yeah. But in this instance, like, you're being very reactive and you're mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. Um, intentionally hurtful. Right. And just because you're hurt in that moment does not excuse your behavior. Right. Like, take a deep breath, girl. It's not that serious. Your mom's a therapist. Her mom is also very, I very know, questionable. I very reactive. <laughs> I can't wait to see her next episode. Oh, my God. Karen's reaction? I know. I had the same reaction as Karen. Same. Like, yeah. not on the mic. Not on the mic. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, my God. Also, my favorite. I think my highlight, highlight of this episode was... I just was, read it. Yeah. Karen oh, my God. Filming a Surrey County tourism video in Potomac. Like, that is so on brand for the Ron Dom. <laughs> Have you watched it? Yes. <laughs> Because they asked her in her confessional, like, why, why did you do why that? Why did you do that? And her answer, I don't remember it, but it was very much like the answer a politician would give. Yes. And so I think Karen Huger, you heard it here first. Like, please oh. run for office. <laughs> Whether it's Surrey County, Potomac, yeah. uh, Virginia, Virginia, <laughs> Washington DC. Like. <laughs> Oh my god. You got it, girl. You there's so much more in your future than three wick candles. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine her Wendy Switch? Yeah. <laughs> like a freaky Friday? Yes. That's the remake I want to see. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> just switch lives. Yes. And she's on CNN just talking shit. Yeah. Oh my oh god. I would watch god. CNN. <laughs> For sure. Oh my god. Oh, oh man. I'm very interested in Robin's black life coach. Mm-hmm. I have always thought the life coaches were a sham. If you're a life well, she's coach, she's also a licensed therapist. Oh, that's different. that's the asterisk. There. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's different. I feel like she was very much getting therapy. Very, this yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a deal, Robin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you guys have a life coach, please email what one at gmail.com mm-hmm. because I just don't know the purpose of them. Yeah, I would love to. I'd be curious to hear, you know, what made you decide to get a life coach, mm-hmm. what your experiences with the said life coach um, mm-hmm. have been like. Definitely, definitely curious about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, but, why not go to therapy? Why a life coach? Yeah, mm-hmm. right, yeah. right. Um, but all the things the life coach was saying were adding up. Yeah. Adding up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goddess lunch was kind of pointless. I don't know. I 
there was some resolution at least. I think at least yeah. Karen and Giselle can move forward. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It won't be the end. It won't. No. And I was watching the after show um, with Mia. And Mia is just the type. You mean Watch What Happens Live? Watch What Happens Live. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Watch What Happens Live. Oh, yeah. I forgot they have an after show now. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, I was like, damn, girl. Yeah, no. I can't engage with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, dis- I disengage. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mia is just that type of housewife that kind of gets on my nerves because she studied the show. She knows mm-hmm. what to do. She knows what to say, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. So I really can't wait until Candace comes for her husband. Hmm. Like, when you come for somebody's family, that's when all that shit goes out the window. So yeah. I can't wait to see who that person is, because yeah. right now we're getting, like, a rehearsed. And I know that Candace can't understand that, because she can't stand her mom or her husband, but... <laughs> Yo, she hates him! <laughs> she can't stand him! Like, back off. Yo. We don't do that. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And where'd them kids go? Yeah. They were there for one episode, and... Out. Out. Out of here. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, anyway. I'm a little nervous for next week because Chris looked pissed. Chris looked big mad. Really mad. He Apron didn't even take off his apron. On. No, apron is still on. Still that is not a good sign. With no food. No food. Yeah, he didn't have no catering trays with him. Mm-mm. Oh, Chris. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. That's what you continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. Finally. Salt Lake City. Yes, the premiere. The premiere. A, a bit underwhelming for me personally. I would like to see a little bit... I wanted to see a little bit more of, like, Mary and her granddaddy husband. They were apart, though. I know. I think they're still apart. I, I don't think know. so, too. Yeah. Oh, man. I want to know more about that. So much more. Ugh. But um, I never thought I would be able to relate to Mary, but I did in this episode. <laughs> when? Um, when? When she was talking about the coping mechanism that she developed <laughs> during COVID. Just talking to herself. <laughs> talking to her mannequins. I mean... Hasn't that been all of us at some point? <laughs> for sure. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah, she's she's a cult leader, man. It's, it's something else. Yeah. I can't believe she has a podcast. That's uh, to be expected. Yeah. She'll true. just sham her way through whatever right. she can. Yeah. And I guess if you're not able to provide, like, church services. Oh, yeah, you can do it via podcast. Yeah, why not do a podcast? I wonder how that resonates with her congregation. Because it seems to be quite a physical sermon. Mm. I wonder. I think you can still feel the passion in her voice or feel Christ or whatever. No, you mean Mary? Because <laughs> yeah. she is Christ? She is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She will have Jesus come for you. <laughs> <laughs> so don't make her a sentence. <laughs> come correct. Oh my God. Uh, the worst. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still think the first two minutes of that episode oh, was everything. That is the... The lead up to that, mm-hmm. I know it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I was confused at first because I guess I missed I when they were like two months earlier. And oh, I'm okay. like, what is happening here? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, right? I was, I was, I was watching. I was, like, she... I was like, oh my God, they're starting off. Yeah. They're starting off big. Also, no. the fact that she was wearing snake print, I was like. Girl, <sighs> snake print, the box braids, the fur, the Louis. These were all choices. All choices made. <laughs> oh my God terrifying <laughs> she needs like a pr rep bad i know so badly <laughs> oh, oh my god. god what did you think of jen and meredith's beef about meredith's son i was a little conflicted first of all i did not know the brooks is not out i did not know that as well um i i think as a general rule you 
children, families are sacred. You don't go there. Yeah. You don't. Right. You're not. You can't be shady and like a shady comment or retweet yeah. something or repost. Yeah. Like you're 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 asking for um, <laughs> some some messy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I'm very much Team Meredith. Mm. Um, why? Where are you at? I'm conflicted. Here's why. Jen is wrong always. Yeah, always, always. She's always wrong. Yeah. That's but, a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. But the things that are true are true, right? Which is that Brooks is the embodiment of white privilege, right? right? Mm-hmm. Why is he selling these tracksuits that are all the same for $124.99? Because he can. Because he he's can. And he comes from money. And he comes from money, yeah. right? And he had the, just happened to have this fashion show on camera. Like, all of that stuff is true. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know why it's bothering Jen to this level. Like, yeah. I don't know why, especially for somebody who has a white man assistant. I'm like, why is this, like, really getting on your nerves this bad? Yeah. Also, I will say, Brooks is in that, like, window of 18 to 24 mm-hmm. where it's like, are you an adult, though? Or are you a child? You know, you know what I'm saying? Regardless, he's married his child. He's married his baby. So he's married his baby. Yeah. But I remember Nene coming for Briella, Ariella, one of them, uh, one of them Kim's children. <laughs> I know. Nene, you're so messy. Oh my god, so messy. Shout out to your uh, funeral for Greg at the club. Oh my god. Um, she was like, "You're an adult," because which whatever one it was, it was like 22, mm-hmm. and coming for Nene and Greg. On Instagram or whatever. Okay. And she was like, well, you're an adult. I can yeah, come for you yeah. without your mama. Mm-hmm. You want to play like that? Brooks is in that funny age. He just yeah. lives at home. Yeah. And acts like a baby. Mm-hmm. But he's still 21, 22 years old. But I don't feel like he was coming for her. I don't think so either. So. And not in a way that deserves all of this. It seems almost like harassment a little bit. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let it go, Jen. Yeah. Let it go. And like stand on whatever brand you have going, Jen. Fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Box braids. Seriously. Oh, God. Ugh. It was so cringe, too, when she said that she would go to jail for Lisa and that she hasn't mm. been to jail yet. Mm. Like, Just wait, girl. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Life is wild. <laughs> that knows something. That all of this is playing out. Like oh, this. man. Oh, boy. Mm. And then we were introduced to a new housewife, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. Almost forgot. <laughs> almost forgot. <laughs> oh, I thought her kids were so cute. I thought, I thought she was funny, too. too. Yeah, she is funny. Um, I am really excited to get to know her and her husband. Mm-hmm. They seem, like, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, totally. Um, I love how this is by far the most diverse cast by body size mm-hmm. and race. Yeah. Um, and they're in the middle of Utah. Um, <laughs> we just need someone in the LGBTQ yeah. Spectrum and we're good to go. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, especially in Utah. That would be awesome, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get to know Jenny. She's that cool kids. That is true now that I think about it. like Oh yeah, body are, size? Well, yeah, that is way apparent. But like, I think there aren't many like LGBTQ mem- like people in Housewives. Yeah. You know? I don't know if we've had... Besides Bronwyn. Bronwyn. Bronwyn, yeah. Who came out after the show Mm -hmm. aired. I don't think we've had many. Yeah. I'm like even trying to think, are there bi 
women. Atlanta has always been fuzzy with that. Mm. We know about Portia and Candy right. getting down with the get down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not even sure how they identify. I haven't really right. gone into that. But yeah. they've always had, like, a, Atlanta in general has mm-hmm. <laughs> always had yeah. foggy uh, representation there. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Nope. And we know that Sonia also... Dips so, Sonia dips in that lady pond. <laughs> but I would love more diversity and representation for sure. Yeah. I think overall um, it'll make for more interesting discussions. You're right. Just like a better show, honestly. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise is really diverse this season. Wow. Me and Natasha are having a blast mm-hmm. because it's universal mess yeah. coming together with people from all different cultures. Yeah. So they're all handling it differently. Yeah, that's what we need. Oh, it's different perspectives. Yes. Uh, different life experiences. Yes. All of that. Oh, it's so, so good. Yes. So shout out to Bravo if you're listening. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, what did you think about the Shabbat dinner and like... First of all, the child recording them in the back. Did you catch that? No. One of Lisa's children was recording Lisa and Meredith in the back. Oh and my god, I was it the youngest hollered. one, Henry? Yes. Oh, I love him. <laughs> he was cracking me up like uh, oh when they were speaking god. Hebrew. He was like very entertained. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. He's like, great. Oh my yo, god. Henry. <laughs> He's such a like third grader or whatever he is. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes me sad that there can't be like one peaceful Shabbat dinner in the Bravo <laughs> universe. <laughs> Um, I guess it was more of a success than the Roni one, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I I am very puzzled by Lisa's behavior and her friendship with Jen. To me, is very odd. Yeah. Um, usually, in situations like this, where it's like the friendship group is like splitting off and someone isn't getting along with the other, like I'm not of the mentality that like that person can't be friends with someone who's on the outs. Oh, yeah. Like, I think people should be friends with whoever they want. Yeah. But, especially considering her 10-year friendship with Meredith. Yep. And the fact that Meredith is so hurt by Jen's attacks or mm-hmm. obsession with her son. Yeah, like, yeah. That, to me, I don't understand. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. If someone was coming for your kid... I was just about to say, yeah, like, we no, we all no. fighting. All three of us. <laughs> yeah. We all have beef. Yeah. 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 So it's like, where is her loyalty? Yeah. Um, and I also have heard rumblings of Lisa potentially having gone into business with Jen. Oh. So I'm very, very curious how it all plays out once um, Jen gets arrested. Yeah. Because Lisa is about to be like, I never knew her. Well, you kind of see that in the previews, right? Yeah. Lisa uh-huh. is shook. Uh-huh. 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 And I think there is a very real reason for that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> also, um, Watch What Crappens discussed this, and I think it's so true. Like, I love the women um, in Salt Lake City, like, their reaction to Jen's news versus mm-hmm. the women of Beverly Hills and how they've reacted yes. to yes. Um, Erica Yes, to Erica. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Salt Lake City are like we want no part in this. We are yeah. not fucking around. Yeah, we do not want to be subpoenaed. Right, we don't, like no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I, I did see on Twitter somebody was like, "Y'all better come for Coach Shaw like you did Erica Jane." <laughs> that's true. <laughs> as much as it pains me, that's my, true. I, it's true. It's true. Because Coach, I know you were. You had a whole storyline how you were away yeah. and all the rest of this. Y'all set this up real good for Coach Shaw, mm-hmm. but I'm not letting you off the hook, sir. And Jen even said that. He considered divorcing her six months prior. I'm like, 
was did he have an idea of like your what shady business or right. was it just you because you're like a hot mess? Yeah, you're intense, <laughs> yeah. You know? you're just gonna yeah. take it anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very intrigued by this season, mm-hmm. and um, I can't wait for what's next. I know, can't wait for more. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, I think that was it, right? Yeah. I think that was it. The VMAs were on. I didn't know nan one of those children no that's how you know i'm old because i used to religiously watch the vma every year up to my some point in my 20s yeah yeah yeah, same at a certain point i just i stopped yeah i saw lil nas x performing and then someone jumped on the stage some white man jumped on there started rapping i said well who is that and turned it off what it's not eminem right no it was some young man with curly hair i said well who is this oh wow i don't know it's not g easy Oh my god, get out of here. Right? Yeah. I don't know who it was. Post Malone? No, they said it looked like Post Malone power washed. Oh no. <laughs> they were calling him. You can't even conceptualize that. No. So someone who showers then. Someone who showers. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Wow. Oh my god, next week we should talk about the Met Gala. Oh my god. We should talk about our faves. Yeah, I was a little disappointed though. Very, yep. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like people follow the theme. Because the theme was trash. There was so much you could do, I feel like. I think that's the issue. Right. There was too much. I think the last good theme was uh, Catholic Church. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was fantastic. People showed up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was disappointing to, um, and I would love to talk about it more next episode, but yeah, it was disappointing to see all the nods to old Hollywood. Um, So, all these, like, pulling from these references. Yo, Audrey Hepburn is not American. (laughs) She's German. (laughs) Guys. No, she's Dutch. Oh, she's Dutch. I think. She's I don't Dutch. Know. Whatever. She's not American. Yeah, that's, she's not American. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. 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 Um. Yeah. Very bizarre. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. We gotta talk about that next week because I have thoughts and feelings as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. Well, that was it. That was this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to share your healing journey with us, you can always DM us on Instagram at zenwhat or you can email us at zenwhat, the number one, at gmail.com. If you're listening right now, please share it on your Instagram story. We'd love to grow this community and it would really help us out. See you next week.